0: The Money Show
1: ad feature
0: with Andy Rice.
1: Andy Rice, how are you feeling after the holidays?
0: Um, reasonably relaxed, thanks, Bruce, and a very happy New Year to you and to all the listeners. Um, yeah, I, I'm kind of sitting there looking at the year ahead and thinking, how will it be different from the year, years, the last two years, based on your correct uh, commentary about 2019 being kind of the last time we had any fun um but uh i i think too many people up till now have been talking about the changes that need to be made and how you know the the, the working environment and the processes w- will change permanently and i i'm not sure that it's being embraced quite as much as it should be i think last year people were still talking about the new normal rather than acting on it. And that's what I want to see this year. I'd love to see people saying, oh, what the hell, this is going to be like this for an indefinite amount of time ahead. So let's not act like we've got to do something in the interim. Let's get stuck in and do it anyway. And I think marketers would benefit from that, a change of attitude more than a change of anything else. So clarity being the
1: absolute key, of course, and then just accepting that the world is different to what it was in 2019, uh, and moving on with it. So yeah, let's let's get on with things. And and uh, I don't know. I think Omicron is giving us a sense of uh, of confidence, perhaps that maybe we may be able to play that way. As long as we don't get um, a, a nasty Omicron two or whatever the case is, and uh, and get some viral regression, if that is such a thing.
0: Yeah, I, I think that um, uh, we should be um, looking ahead. And, and adopting the new normal where it's where it's really needed. But I think what people are too ready to say is, well, actually everything has changed. Everything has changed, and so we must. It's a daunting prospect, and we're not quite sure what to do. And and technology, etc. Um, I think the reality is that people forget that quite a lot of things haven't changed, like human behaviour, how we respond to stimuli what, uh, you know, our our perceptions of value and communication, none of those have changed. They're just being sometimes transmitted more quietly and sometimes through different media channels and and, uh, and, and different sort of verbal and audio disciplines.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I I saw a really interesting advert, and I hope you've seen it as well, Andy, and it feels like a sea change coming uh, to one of South Africa's most loved brands.
0: Andy? I'm here, but I'm just wondering what it is. I thought you were sorry, I thought you could play something.
1: Um, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not, not yet. I'm, I would like you to talk to me a little bit about Spur, if you
0: would. Ah, uh, okay, yes. Well, this is an, um, an interesting uh, issue because it raises the point of uh, who are we actually advertising to? because everybody assumes that uh, you know every brand should have ambitions to get bigger and should address bigger and bigger audiences and try and do what they can with an advertising to get people to 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 sample the brand or change their attitudes towards the brand but sometimes the advertising is aimed at uh, a slightly different audience a much smaller audience so um, what the reason that I looked at Spur in this case was because of a piece of Spur advertising I saw just before Christmas, I think, uh, on television was essentially a kind of wrap um, of the, the the list of all the towns in which there is a Spur. So it's all all hung together under the Spur is everywhere man. But then I thought to myself, okay, this is this is. Obviously, for the holidays, people are travelling and experiencing different cities. But uh, at any one time, you're not really likely to have a choice of five spurs within close range. So there's really only one outlet that's likely to be your regular and perhaps your new temporary outlet uh, of preference. And you're certainly not going to draw down any great conclusions from a list of 100 or more uh, towns in which you'll find a spur. But it's somehow it's still stuck and, and uh, listening to it I mean, it's, it's quite a long piece um, but you just get the sense that you know maybe they're trying to create substance and leadership and all of those good things that, that retailers look for and I don't know if you've got it uh, actually I not. most
1: certainly do well, have to, it Andy and I want to play it because uh, it has tickled my funny bone and my happy face uh, more than an advert has in an awfully long time George
2: oh good Charlie B this is a dedication to the nation. We put it together just for you. We hope you like it too. Spurs everywhere, man. Spurs everywhere, man. Get your grill on there, man. You eat your grill there, man. You can have your share, man. Spurs everywhere. Okay, yeah. I've been to Katu, Harry Smith, Lady Smith, now Sprite. Muscle buy, Jeffries buy, Gordon's buy, Hootsprite. Sasu bug, Rasten bug, Box bug, spread. Wildcows now, Sturwem, Potsas, Sturwem, Wunderbom. the Soweto. First hook, Vanderbilt, Easy view. Bella, Bella, brack, Pan, and two, a Kuruman. Musina, Asia, Pretoria. I've had a special women. I ain't Been to Shelly Beach, man everywhere man, Was everywhere, man. Nah. I've had my wings Du Arini Giani Mamus <laughs> Bring Banauni Isway Kempton Standen Dan Viacom Cape Town Downtown Pine Town Club Town You Chris Waterfall, the fuck what the and I Mohale Buffalo and San City San in Paris with and um Klangar Ross my brother
1: Marvelous, absolutely marvelous, and you know why I love it so much, Andy. Other than it's very catchy and it's very upbeat, and um, you, you can get all advertising purists on us as 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 which, because that's your job uh, in a, in a moment. But it's just a break away from campfires and teepees and wigwams and things like that. It's 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 a break from the branding of Spur, which has been around for 50 years. And this strikes me as a, as a different approach, a fundamentally different approach.
0: It is. If you if you compare execution with strategy, which is what one is meant to do, you'll say, well, how does this fit in? Until you realize that it's probably aimed as much at, at, at the Spur franchisees as it is at Spur customers. At uh, they're uh, giving them their their moment in the sun. The trouble is that as soon as you adopt a creative execution that is effectively a musical list of all outlets, you can't leave any out. So if you're a big brand expert with I don't know how many uh, stores, you've actually got to keep singing, boys, until we get to the point where we've, we've covered the whole lot. But yeah, it is. I don't know to what extent, Bruce, it's going to end up being central to their, their brand style and personality. The line, Spur is everywhere, man, um has been used before um i think it's at least a couple of years old if you look on youtube you'll find that there are some uh, some references to that that go back a couple of a couple of years but uh, yeah i mean I, I i think it's an interesting thing my my, my consumer mind initially said this is crazy because nobody is going to go looking for a new spur in, in, in a place that for a couple of weeks only um but it but now i think it's um it's designed to make the franchisees feel good about having chosen Spur as the brand that they that they wanted to find a franchise from, and uh, I think that, I think it must have gone down very well at the, at the management level and at the retail level as well as it did at the, at the customer level.
1: Yeah, and it's there. It's about scale. I mean, I learned that Boiteville has a spur. Who knew? Um, Other than, of course, if you live in Boiteville and downwind of the spur. Uh, Another big issue that sort of has come up in the last couple of weeks, and I'm not too sure how big a deal of this is from an advertising perspective, but a blunder at the 110th anniversary of the ANC with very fancy shirts being made uh, with a very nice new look ANC logo. It, It looks like it's a proprietary font. It's just not the
0: ANCs yeah this is an interesting um, little study in intellectual property I suppose because uh, watching on on online platforms like Twitter to see how the story develops it's has surprisingly quiet and it's it's no there's no evidence yet necessarily that this was a decision to to upgrade or change the ANC visual identity. Um, It may just be that someone said, well, AMG, as the sports and luxury arm of Mercedes, or sports arm of Mercedes, um, is a fairly aspirational brand, to say the least, particularly in certain uh, political communities. And uh, uh, um, it may just have been a a minority choice of of, of a little little, uh, device for the 110th birthday festivities to show a link between ANC and AMG. Uh, There's been a lot of stuff online predictably about uh, theft of intellectual property. Uh, And if it is meant to be a sustained Brand identity and brand up, brand refresh, as they call it. Then I think they're going to have a lot of uh, trouble with the uh, with the intellectual property uh, community because it is it isn't isn't just um, inspired by it, it is virtually exactly the <laughs> AMG logo with it left as yeah. ANC superimposed instead. Give me your zero for the week, if you would. Yeah, I mean, I've, I, I suppose I've always. Uh, been accused of being a bit of a, um, a luddite in terms of, of uh, uh, adoption of, of marketing technology, but I've firmly believe that as we were discussing earlier, the fundamentals don't change. And the media channels might change, uh, but but digital and 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 data seem to have been elevated to to positions of, of complete um, superiority and fundamental difference from any other medium. Which they're not; they're just um, a different channel rather than a, a different response mechanism if you like so there's a a wonderful character i've mentioned a number of times over the years um called bob hoffman who positions himself as the ad contrarian he spends all of his time uh trying to to prick the bubbles of vanity and and superiority that so many uh, marketers can often display and um he's done an exercise on programmatic advertising now programmatic advertising is uh uh, really is just the automated buying and selling of online advertising. So you instruct your, your um, digital machine to look for these people with this profile and it will spit out back to you the appropriate online channels you should be using for your advertising. But uh, it's, it, it's riddled with, with chaos and uh, inefficiencies. And, and what Bob Hoffman did was track a dollar of advertising from where you start out with it, whereas the brand owner, you've got a dollar in your hand um, and you decide to put it into what Bob um, elegantly calls the programmatic poop funnel and um, he traces the progress of it. And to cut a very long story short, um, by the time you've given a commission to your agency, another commission to the technology and targeting people and uh, in the process brought in a whole lot of people who weren't really very interested in your brand in the first place. He calculates that you end up with three cents worth of actual advertising (laughs) viewed by actual people. So so it brings to mind the famous Lord Lieberhulme question about how I know I'm wasting 50% of my advertising, I just don't know which half. And and, and, and as Mr. Hoffman says, this now means that I know I'm wasting 97% of my advertising, but I don't know which 97%. So I'm going to give a zero collectively to all of those brands who are slaves of of digital platforms and particularly of programmatic buying, which is done without any kind of significant human intervention and, as a result, is prone to, to chaos and disaster, as Mr Hoffman has shown.
1: And your hero, please.
0: Well, talking of targeting and talking of technology. I thought I would, there haven't been that many new campaigns over the Christmas period because, well, because it's the Christmas period, I suppose, of the festive season. And um, so I started to dig around and, and um, the phrase creative effectiveness is one that always uh, uh, attracts me because that is ultimately um, the, the, the purpose of, of and, and, and the heart of a brand is to be um, both uh, creative and for its campaigns to be effective, and I found I went back to the uh, the Cannes Lions, the last one that was held a little over a year ago, and uh, just picked out uh, some of the creative effectiveness award winners, and one of them that really caught my eye because it was based on a digital understanding, but using data for the correct purposes rather than just to, just to lean on as a crutch. It was for German rail, the, the, the rail authority of Germany. And it was based on the, on the uh, understanding that when it came to longer distance travel, the train service was seen as being parochial and domestic. And, and, uh, and, and holidaying only really, really starts when you get beyond the borders of, of Germany. Well, what they cleverly did was to, to establish the kinds of places that people were booking trips to on long-distance halls, so uh, waterfalls in Canada and deserts in Australia, whatever it may be, and finding photographs of those places um, and matching them with very, very similar, intriguingly similar photographs of, of places that were in the native German uh, range of opportunities, and uh, it was it was astonishing. You, you you see a a canyon with a fast flowing river and, and loads of trees overhanging the water, and that's in Vancouver. And then there's another one alongside, which almost looks like exactly the same photograph, but that's from I don't know Ludenscheid in in, in northern Germany or wherever. And uh, it it you know, they were then able to match people's ambitions and give them the basic proposition there's no need to fly closer to home and at a fraction of the cost <laughs> the same experience that you've said you you follow online you can uh, you can find in germany and german rail will take you there for this small pittance so yeah. very clever it's use so of clever. data yeah. where, where it's centrally involved rather than uh, just being there to try and justify the numbers for a marketing budget
1: and and that's the thing. I mean data well used and well utilized and then translated into a joyful human expression of value um is is what it should be about. But unfortunately it's usually utilized by accountants to justify why they're spending too much or too little, usually too much.
0: Yeah, and and lazy and inexperienced marketers will will uh, decide on a route they want to go and then rush off to the statistical department and ask them to to confirm that this is this is supported by statistics and i don't know you know numbers look back they don't look forward human behavior looks forward so um if if you're if you're a a brand manager that's not entirely confident in your own abilities or desires then then data is your friend if uh if, if it's if you're not then it's probably going to be your your crutch instead Thank you very much, Andy
1: Rice. Andy Rice with Heroes and Zeros coming through to you every Tuesday evening.